All right, so I've got Mike here. Mike, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, a little bit about your story as far as getting to, yeah, we'll actually start with that if that's okay with you, and then we'll read the psalm. Yeah, so just who sure, you are, that's fine. maybe introduce your family a little bit. Um, well, for those of you who don't know, my name's Mike Crane. Um, my family is sitting in the back over here. Her name is Tammy, and she is way better half of the marriage than me. So I married way up, and um, yeah, anyway, so... Uh, we're both in real estate. We've been doing that a long time, uh, 20 years together doing that, or 21. We just had an anniversary. We crossed over 26 years of marital bliss, right, honey? Yeah. That's right. Uh, if you believe that, I have a bridge. So anyway, um, that's from around here, native Oregonian, actually fourth generation Oregonian. Uh, grew up in McMinnville. Uh, been in this valley pretty much my whole life. Never lived more than 35 minutes from where I was born. So that's me. And like to hunt guys, fish and play golf. And How'd you guys come to Orchards? How'd you get involved? Um, okay, that's interesting. So we came to Orchards because um, we'd been at a church for 22 years. And we just came to the conclusion, her much faster than I, that it was time for something else, that, that our time there was over, and um, uh, we came to Colossae, actually, and uh, funny story, I guess, I was out of town for six months, and uh, helping my mother uh, through cancer and a stroke, and Tammy drove back and forth, this is in 17, and uh, she decided, I wasn't done yet, in my mind, with the other church, and so, because we'd been there for over 20 years, and she just saw the sign to go to uh, Colossae when they were at the theater. And what we didn't know is we didn't know that Rick and Tricia were, you know, the pastors, and we've known Rick forever. So I came back, I think, a weekend or after mom, I don't know exactly. And so I went there once, didn't really care for the whole theater setting. I've kind of done that sure. before, and it yeah. was clunky, and... And I was still wasn't really prepared to make this complete severing of this long-term relationship with this other church. So mm -hmm. um, we weren't actually going anywhere. And I drove somewhere one Sunday morning, and I saw the sign at the senior center that said uh, Classe. And I went, hey, all right, let's check that out. So, gosh, um, that's got to be four, I think, plus years ago. Yeah. And then, of course, the, uh, the evolution from, from Colossae to Orchards and, and things like that. So that's, that's kind of how we got here. That's great. Thanks for being such faithful members of our community. We're excited to now dive in and look at how God's been working in your life over the years okay. through this psalm. So which psalm did you pick to share today? Psalm 1. And would you mind reading it for us? Be happy to. If you don't mind standing for the reading of God's word, we'll read it together. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of, the sinner, of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. 
What a way to open the Psalms. Maybe we should have started with you the first, first week. Well, who knows? We're a little out of order here. <laughs> but if you don't mind, Mike, would you be able to share a story from your life that relates to this psalm and why it's so significant to you? Uh, sure. Um, I first ran across this psalm, I think it was probably uh, around 1985. I had, uh, in that period of time, kind of fuzzy on the year, but I think it was 85, had, my life was a disaster. It was a train wreck. I ended up leaving this area and moving to Portland, moved in with my dad. I hadn't lived with my dad since my parents got divorced before I was one. So I visited, but I, 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 I'd never lived there. But I was, I was kind of in trouble. I needed a place to live. So I moved to Portland, and I, um, I uh, was, uh, I found, I met a girl, Okay, God, God used a girl. I met a girl that I, th I was pretty smitten with, and she was a Christian, and I wasn't, and she was a missionary kid, and I thought that was intriguing. And um, through a course of events, I ended up at a, a Nazarene church in uh, Fourth Plains, Vancouver, at a revival meeting, oh. and I turned my life over to the Lord. So now things are different. I'm, I'm in, in that... God gave me a list of junk that I had in my life that needed to go away. And uh, consequently, um, I ended up, well, not, not consequently, but, but shortly thereafter, because of some familial things that were going on at the house, I had to find somewhere to live. And I was selling cellular telephones in those days. They were the big things you bolt in your car or the thing that is bigger than this that looks awesome. like you're calling it an airstrike, you know, with the antenna and junk and... <laughs> And um, for stupid money, oh my gosh, they were expensive, you know. But I digress. So, so um, what happened is I didn't have anywhere to go. And I, uh, a guy I worked with, this is so weird, the, a guy I worked with was separated from his wife. And he was just being a bonehead. We were actually being boneheads together a lot. But, but he was being a bonehead. And, um, but his wife wa had a room upstairs. So I'm desperate. I move in. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, on on uh, Hawthorne, right below Western. Okay. I mean, like I'd walk around Tabor, you know, for exercise and junk. I mean, so so I move in there, and I'm going to this this Nazarene church in Northeast Portland, and um, just trying to figure this thing out. Not doing a super good job of it, and for whatever reason, one night. I opened uh, my Bible to the Psalms, I, and I started reading this, and just wept because all those things that the, the wicked and the yeah. unrighteous and all that stuff was in my life. My my life had been a a train wreck, and um, mm. I just so desperately wanted to change, and realized there's such a blessing in the front half of that short psalm in contrast to what doesn't sound like a really happy ending on the second half of that. And, and it's, just, um, it's just been a very important uh, a psalm to me. Tammy actually bought a plaque that I have above the door, uh, one of the doors in my office, that has this psalm on it. Mm. Um, it's kind of an abbreviated version, but mm. uh, it's, just been, it's just been instrumental in just, you know, I mean, really, what else do you need to know? It's very straightforward. It's pretty much to the point. I like that. I, I, I think less is more. So yeah. so how, what about the psalm spoke to you during that time, maybe even when you opened it up, you read it, 
God gave you a list of junk ahead of time that you were already convicted by? And then how did this meet you in that? Well, <clears throat> I guess that, that um, the idea of wanting to be blessed by God I, I would, mm. uh, it seems like a, a pretty good program. And Yeah, sign me up. And so, <laughs> um, you know, just start. I mean, the thing is just so powerful, yet it's so small. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Okay. So the first thing that grabbed me is I needed to make some association changes. Okay. So, you know, you kind of become like the people that you spend time with. Yeah. They absolutely. have a huge impact on who you are. And and I had a little problem with that. I had <laughs> there were some people that some needed to go, right? It's oh. like, "Oh, goody, this will be great," you know. Um yeah. and that was taken hard by some people I'd known for cuz we all grew up together, but you know, that's another day for, story for another day. So, so you know, don't counsel with wicked people. Don't stand where sinners are. Don't sit where people that scoff and mock, okay? These are the do-nots, yeah. you know, and, and, and all of them were just ripe in my life. And, but delight in the law of the Lord, in his instruction. You know, what, a, what an amazing co contrast with the first part yeah. to, to hit the second part is delight yourself in the Lord. Mm. And... Um, it might have been also because I had one of the things I was I've been in, in music most of my life and a lot of vocal music. And I actually sang in a cantata at that Nazarene church that was on the 37th Psalm, which has a lot of delight yourself in the Lord stuff. Right. And so, you know, this just this this whole idea that to take delight in God and in his law and in his teachings and the word that he's given us was just kind of so opposite of anything in my life leading up into that point yeah you know so for you even in light of the psalm what do you feel like and I, i'll stall so you can take a drink don't worry everybody <laughs> but what do you feel like is what does it look like to delight in the law of the lord or even when has been a time in your life where you really felt like you were doing that and you were doing it well and what did that look like Take a moment. Because for me, I'll even, you know, give you some mental space. I have a thought. Yeah. What does so it look like to delight in the law? So um, I, I guess I would say that it's to have a degree of reverence and, and, and you know, maybe a joy in your heart that God took the time over the course of millennia to give like the the keys to life so to speak to us through his prophets and those kinds of things and that you know that that's the owner's manual if if we were to and and and, and, and of course historically through the bible when the people of israel the people of yahweh applied and followed and 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 did the things that he instructed them their life went better and so to, to think that our God cared so much about us that he continually is communicating through, through again, the Old Testament and mm -hmm. so forth today, you know, more with, so with his spirit versus new literature. But, but be, so you should delight in that. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's like life in of itself, really. Mm. Yeah, to think of that, like, aspect of delighting in the law of the Lord 
as, as law being like God's word, some view it as like the entirety of God's word is the law. And for me, I mean, I don't often look at my own life and see that that's what I rejoice in or that's what I'm meditating on day and night. And so, yeah, I'd even be curious to hear from you how this has been helpful in centering your spiritual practices, if it has been. Um, well, one, I, I, I don't know. And there's, you know, there's like, even in this, there's notes says the instruction of, the, of you know, mm -hmm. law. And, and, you know, who knows? We have such a narrow view of what maybe law would be, you know, yeah. like, like the Oregon Revised Statute. You know, who's going to delight in that, right? That's law, ick. You know, so, so, you know, but this is... Uh, it just it's it's different. It's for, it was for a specific purpose. It wasn't to constrain us or or be punishment, but it was to protect us as we go about our journey in life. All of us as his children. So um, as far as uh, mm -hmm. applying that, uh, you know, it's it's a work in progress still. In that I. I find myself ebbing and flowing in with disciplines of, of those kinds of things. Some seasons are better than other seasons. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, today is, is a better season than maybe some other times, yeah, you know. And, and, and that's kind of, I mean, that's, a, that's always enjoyable. But um, to just know that the more, at least for me, the more that I understand this, and apply this, um, his word, his law, uh, however you want to you know, look at that, to my life. And when it gets me out of me, mm -hmm. and I'm, I can be extremely selfish and self-centered, and you know, I know that's unique, but <laughs> I've got that one really well. So, so when I, I think on, when, when, <laughs> he reminds me to think of others yeah. and, and to be, uh, uh, we're his ambassadors, and so by knowing his word and by applying and practicing it, hopefully we're making a bigger impact in our communities and the world around us. Uh, absolutely. And I'd like to also come back to one other thing you brought up earlier. Earlier you mentioned that the company you were holding in your life was, wasn't the best influence. I mean, this talks about... Oh, no, we were terrible people. <laughs> Just awful. So, like, you come to Jesus through this revival... And then you're, you're convicted of this list of things and these people are in your life. So, like, what about Psalm 1 influence the company you keep? Or how does that influence you even now with the people you choose to surround yourself with? Or well, to maybe <coughs> the people especially choose to walk, you know, stand, sit. There's this progression in the psalm almost of getting more and more comfortable with these types of people, so how did you go about making changes? Well, fortunately, I, I had a little advantage in that most of the knuckleheads I knew were back in McMinnville, okay. and I was in Portland, so, some so space. I had I had some space. So the number of knuckleheads up here, I did I didn't up in the Portland market or area were, weren't as great. So, yeah. um, so then it would, but I wasn't. It wasn't long before I moved to Newburgh. Now, my my idea with moving to Newburgh was I'd still have this buffer. Like a half-hour buffer? Well, <laughs> I, is every little bit helped, okay? Because yeah. I grew up in a and, and participated in all the sex, drugs, and rock and roll of the 70s and 80s. So, so yeah. this was, I needed the buffer, okay? And I needed that, I needed that space. And, um, yeah. and if, if they weren't around, if I wasn't present, if they couldn't just drive over, mm -hmm. you know, I'd have to make a choice to drive to their place, right? Mm -hmm. But if they, you know, weren't going to take half-hour 
or whatever, you know, on a Friday or Saturday night at two o'clock in the morning to show up at my door. That was this buffer yeah. that, that I, I'd hoped to have, you know, built in. Um, and then I, what I, what I worked on was I worked on finding people in the church that I could replace sure. the time. You know, I, I, I heard a saying once that you have, you've got friends in different categories. So you've got coffee friends, you've got, you know, you might have a long dinner friends or friends, you have weekend friends, and then you have those people you go to Europe with, okay? Sure. All different lengths of time. Some are family, some are just friends. And so I, people got moved around as to how much time I would allow them because I could see that they were rub they'd rub yeah. off it's almost uh, it's insidious that the 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 dark side the unholy is so much easier to, to get to stick to you than the good stuff and so mm. um and god had a big hand in in this in my life in that he would he would bring relationships to me that that i could use for mentorship or whatever it happened mm. to be um in 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 the church community Mm -hmm. that 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 helped me replace those things that's great so some of it was very intentional with distance and geographic changes and holding that but also it sounds like you were really intentional with who you allowed to influence or have agency to influence your life absolutely and that i think that's a huge you know piece of being a believer especially a lot of us when we come to faith or as we go kind of analyzing who am i like surrounding myself with what influence do they have and and even when we think about like being in a body of believers it's easy to become someone that scoffs at things and so even in in christian community i think it's interesting to think about how we're living this out at, in this one here so thanks for sharing a little you bit bet. about that so are there any other ways that you feel like you see jesus either mirrored in this passage or kind of walking with you in Psalm 1 here? Well, I guess with, for me, not as much necessarily the Lord in, in this directly, in that this just seemed to be part of the foundation of which I needed to build my walk with Christ in, in, in that, you know, these things... You know, there's again, there's just it's like two sides of the coin. One side is, you know, has yeah. blessing. The other side, not so much. Like chaff thrown in the fire. You know, not good. You know, one tree never withers. Fruit is, you know, a prosperous. All those kinds of things. The other one, not very much. And mm -hmm. I had tasted the the not having any money and needing to move in with my parents which you didn't do in those days you know so um it uh i i was and i was on a different trajectory i, I god was god moved a lot in my life early on and it wasn't but a few years that i had changed industries had um while living in newburgh had been uh introduced to a couple who Ended up because I was not, I was broke, like stupid broke, and mm -hmm. um, you know, top ramen broke. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know, put a little egg in there, pretend it's like you know, egg drops, whatever. <laughs> it's top ramen broke, it's you, brutal, yeah. brutal. Can, bro uh, can I over, come over for dinner sometime? Top ramen, What's I'm not that? doing it again. Okay. That's, not, that's poison, that'll kill you. And yeah. these guys took me to lunch, the sweetest family, and um. 
couple, and they asked me if I'd move in with them. Oh. They were believers, and they changed my life. And uh, we got married at their house. We're on Oct August, I think, the 26th or something we're going to celebrate. Uh, we lost her. We lost her last November. Oh. And um, she's, six, she's six weeks older than my mom. And, um, and she was like, a, they were like surrogate parents. And, and uh, we're celebrating his 90th birthday uh, and, you know, late next, like end of next month, very close and instrumental in so much of my life. It's, it, there's no way they were the hands of Christ mm -hmm. in, 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 in my life. And, and he, he did those things not by anything that I had done. You know, I, I basically was just stumbling forward and showing up. And just trying to take one, put one foot in front of the other one, and and do the right steps, and you know, uh, re, repay, you know, finish things. I didn't graduate mm -hmm. from high school. Um, I was mad at them. I had a I had a, a pretty ab uh, abusive, emotionally abusive childhood with an alcoholic mm -hmm. father, or stepfather, and um, I came up short in credits, and I was even a returning senior, and. Uh, God, I had to take sophomore biology with a bunch of sophomores. That was awful. But um, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, once is once. Once is enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and so I do that. I, I show up at the office. I go. We thought you'd be here. Um, we uh, we we pulled your transcripts. You're still a quarter credit short. Oh man. I was really excited about that. It said some bad things. I left that place anyway. So it's it's we're coming up on my 10 year class reunion. So we're talking 89 graduating or. Whatever in '79, my class graduated in '79. I didn't graduate till '89, and um, and I wanted to get my diploma. I wanted to to get to to have unfinished business resolved. Sure. And um, and so I went uh, to PCC, took a class, you know, got the credit, got all that done. This was all. It's kind of just that, that chain of events that occurred by, by just trying to put the right foot in front of the other, consistently reflecting back on the past. Mm -hmm. I was still make, maintaining a, a level of, of pretty high discretion in who I would spend time with mm -hmm. um, because I didn't want to, to have any chance to revert back into this other life. It was as if I'd been given a lifeline um, I look at it, I, I, I've told this story, I look at it as like a ladder, and, and I was near the top of this disaster ladder, and I was given a chance to, to jump from my, all I had, to grab the last rung of another ladder that went somewhere else. And that and for I you. And I took that shot. And that was when the revival meeting happened for you? Well, no, no, it was, it was, that was after, after that. Five years after. It was five years after yeah. that, that, that I was, uh, you know, and it was just this constant, again, st st mm -hmm. progressive steps, yeah. but always remembering that, you know, you've got to keep your, your, the main thing, their main thing. And yeah. that's, you need to focus on what, you know, what God has for you and what you're supposed to be doing in his kingdom. And again, some, uh, it's not as if I've got this figured out. It, it, it goes like this, you know, some, some seasons and eh, not so much, maybe I'm a lot more selfish. Yeah. Other seasons, maybe you know, I focus more attention on that or, you know, that kind of a thing. Well, I can see this in your life so clearly. It makes sense as you tell your story of even how Jesus met you in the 80s and, and then wraps you up in his grace. 
you you meditated on this scripture that reminds you to be centered on God's word and to be in God's word and meditate on it day and night and live a life of righteousness. And I often see you bring up scripture as something that's really important to you and reciting different things or bringing things up in our meetings together. And I think that's really pivotal to even have the, the visual in your home that reminds you how important God's word is to our souls and I can see that lived out in you. So it's fun to hear about how much the psalm is kind of woven into your story. And so I really appreciate you bringing up not only like the influences in your life and the positive ones and the negative ones, but also the people that have helped you remain faithful. Because as a community, you've sought that out time and time again, and you've been a big part of that here. So I just want to thank you so much for sharing that. Anything else to share before we wrap up? I don't think so. Yeah. There's only six verses we have that conversation. It's like, how long can we go? <laughs> There's a shorter one than some of <laughs> yeah. our psalms. Yes. But I really appreciate you sharing, Thanks. Mike. And let me go ahead and just pray for you now. Okay. Okay. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the faithful witness that you've proven time and time again, how you've allowed Mike to enter into this relationship with you and to continue to take faithful steps. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you specifically for the person of righteousness that you provided in Jesus, the, the true and only one righteous man, we thank you for how this scripture also reminds us to, to imitate that, Lord, but that you are the only one that can achieve this model of righteousness. So we thank you that Mike found you, Lord, and that the, the story that he has reflects his continued desire to seek something better than the world has to offer. I pray that you would continue to strengthen his faith and his witness? Would you help him uh, live those best years, those closest years to you in the future as we step into the future, Lord? I pray that Mike would continue to meditate on your law and that for all of us, we would seek you and that we would think about the people we surround ourselves with and we reflect on these psalms together. So we pray and now just help commit our lives to worship and as a, a result, we want to practice that now. So enter in, Lord, with us as we worship you. In your name we pray. Amen.